0: Hello and welcome to the Wisdom T20 World Cup daily podcast. India beat Bangladesh in a rain-affected game of the Adelaide Oval to effectively put them through to the semi-finals with a game remaining. Early in the day, the Netherlands got their first win in the Super 12s, meaning that 11 of the 12 teams have now registered victories in this stage of the competition. I'm Yaz Rana and to talk through both games with me today is the managing editor of Wisdom.com, Ben Gardner and the head of content at Wisden India, Abhishek Mukherjee. Let's start with the India-Bangladesh game, and we'll start with the rain delay. When the rain came down, Bangladesh was 66 for naught after seven overs, chasing 185, 17 runs ahead of the DLS pass score. After fairly steady rain, play resumed fairly quickly with only four overs lost. That felt quick at the time. Bangladesh captain Al Alassane was involved in an animated conversation with the umpires. Then the first ball after resumption, and Das. The man who's 21 ball 50 had turned the game into a contest in the first place. Slips first ball back, turning for a second and injures his wrist. Second ball back, he has a mini tumble going for a second again and is run out after a brilliant direct hit from the deep from Kale Rahul. Simple question, really. Do you think conditions were right for a restart at that point? Abhishek will go to you first and then Ben. It's difficult to
2: tell from here, actually. Um and the only way, uh, the, the, probably the logical thing to see is the umpires thought it was, uh, the, the conditions were right, but we have seen the umpires mess up, mess things up during South Africa, Zimbabwe earlier in this tournament. So that was clearly hurried. So yeah, I mean, uh, see little uh, slip, but uh, uh, things did not seem, uh, thing did, did, did not seem as wrong uh, as the match proceeded, so at most maybe a year uh, and over or two sooner than it would have been. It, it would it would have started anyway, maybe a, an over or two later. I,
1: I, I think it did restart too early. You had Harsha Bhogle on, on commentary, uh, doing a little segment about how wet it was on the outfield, still very deep into the chase, and how uh, uh, India had their was it their throwdown coach possibly who was there to sort of. Um, dry what he could, dry the player's shoes, dry dry, dry the ball if it came over, that sort of thing. And I mean, obviously, it's just this kind of, it's perfectly ripe for the sort of conspiracy to abound, I guess. You had the fact that, obviously, Bangladesh were ahead uh, at the time of the rain. You had the fact that the more overs that were lost, the more that would help Bangladesh's cause. Uh, You had that Shakib was was visibly unhappy. You had the, the other two slips, obviously. And you also had the fact that before that harsh birthday thing, they weren't talking about the fact that this was clearly an issue and was clearly something that impacted the uh, the wicket. I mean, you had... So as that run out was happening, you had Mel Jones, is a brilliant commentator, but the IC can... We, we, we know the IC can constrain things in these situations. She says, a little slip and he's run out. And then from that word on, the word they used was stutter he said he's a stutter, and this wasn't a stutter, this wasn't a miscommunication of stutter. Oh. He just slipped a bit and then stumbled and then couldn't get his ground back. And maybe that's just, you know, maybe didn't have his stock made his wrong shoes on, but I think it might well have been down to the conditions. And they also didn't ask about it in the post-match presentation either. And none of this helps to, like, just because you're not talking about it doesn't mean other people aren't going to. And actually, if they were to recognize on commentary say, these are, you know, from the start, just, just, just say what you think and say what everyone's thinking then you can reckon that there's perhaps just a bit of... Then people might be more willing to agree that this was, you know, haste because umpires want to get a game on rather than something more untoward happening. It's, it's obviously... It's, no, no one's alleging that there was sort of a call from Jay Shah to Greg Barkley or whoever, who then puts the word into Mareya Erasmus saying, like, you know, <laughs> get, get this game on or else. I don't think that's what's happened here. Uh, but there is just pressure felt just to get games of cricket started. And when it flows in one direction, as it did here then that is going to make fans and players unhappy. I think it'll be intriguing to see what Bangladesh say Mm. in their press conference when there are some questions about the conditions, I suppose. Mm.
0: I think, Abichak, you're right to bring up the South Africa-Zimbabwe game as as an uh, additional evidence, I guess, that the ICC are are clearly trying to get games on in conditions where previously they probably wouldn't have. I mean, uh, Ben, I think we were both at Pakistan Sri Lanka at the 2019 World Cup, at Bristol where there was rain in the morning and then it was basically uh, cloudless sunshine for the rest of the day, but they still called the game off after four hours of sunshine because uh, they were just so cautious about getting a game on in any any sort of damp conditions. So it's clearly a difference between 2019 and 2022, and it's not just this game where that's happened. But I guess the frustration that there was only really a game on because of how Littendass started. And Littendass was utterly crucial to Bangladesh's pursuit of victory. And I tweeted that it felt a little bit like the end of the 2021 Formula One season, where they didn't quite adhere to the rules to ensure a finish. I'm not like Ben, I'm not for a second saying there's any sort of conspiracy going on, but rather in the interest of getting the game on and in the interest of putting on a show like the Formula One did last year, you do lose a tiny bit of sporting integrity, and I do think a tiny bit was lost in that in that first over back. It clearly wasn't as dry as it should have been. As you saw, Das slips twice in two balls. Anyway, on to the cricket itself. Abhishek, what did you make of that India performance? Runs for Keo Rahul, who's been out of touch, Kohli and, and Sky, who became the number one ranked batter in T20 cricket um, earlier today.
2: So uh, essentially, India are uh, the way I see it. India are going to uh, adopt this caution, uh, caution uh, early caution approach for the rest of the tournament. They are going to, even Zimbabwe and who, whoever, if, if they qualify, whoever they face in the knockout matches, they are going to have a strong new ball attack. So India are very likely to adopt earn approach early on and then accelerate. I can't see that changing. Regarding Rahul, India have made it clear that they are going to back in. So if this is likely to be how he plays, maybe see off the first six balls he faces and then start taking start, start this. Uh, so both, for, same for Sharma. I think this is how the, the how the Indians are going to approach the top first two three overs. Not saying it's the best method, but this is the likely method that they
0: will. Dinesh not having a great tournament. He's obviously in the side ahead of Rishabh Pan. Uh there's quite a costly drop from Kartik and it wasn't just a drop, he was quite sloppy behind the stumps, and he's not really got going with the back this tournament. Obviously, it's a hard role being a finisher, but um he's still he's had a few opportunities and he's not really um pulled it off yet.
1: Yeah, and I guess if we're if you know if we're hinting or or, or people might take from our words that there's some sort of a BCI conspiracy, we should mention that his uh his run out was also a questionable one, which is a bit of misfortune. That it, it looks to me like Shirof al Islam, like the ball might bounce off the stumps but the, the bells don't light up and then he gets run out uh so he might have been a bit unfortunate there and uh as you say it is a a role where you are just going to have fluctuations it's tricky because what what do India do if they were to look elsewhere Rishabh Pan is obviously the other keeper in the squad but he's not really that finisher in the same way. Maybe Deepak Huda can do the same thing, but then you're giving care of all the gloves and you're burdening a player who is already sort of struggling a bit with something else to think about as well. So I think they stick with him, but I mean, it's also pretty clear this is the uh, this is the last we'll see of Carter of in international cricket, barring another spectacular comeback when I mean, he's been left out of their squads for the series, which follow it. Um, and... I still think that, given, you know what the story has been, and uh, the fact that you know he he has shown this ability not very long ago to be able to come out and hit it from ball one, I wouldn't be betting against a crucial innings in either semi final or the final if India make it there.
0: And Abhishek, what did you make of Das at the top of the order? It was an amazing innings. Twenty one balls to reach the fifty. He he got to his own fifty on the same ball that Bangladesh got to their team fifty. Yeah. Uh, Shanto I think was on maybe 2 by the point that Litton yes. got the 50 uh, it was extraordinary hitting it was the kind of power play batting we've not actually seen that much of at this tournament there were two
2: things Bangladesh needed to do I, I really like their approach. they knew that the rain was coming but so they knew that they had to stay ahead of the Dakwath Lewis method Dakwath Lewis passcode so to do that they had to score runs and so they had
0: to keep wickets in hand it was as if they had entrusted their two openers uh, one rule each. Despite the rain and despite India taking, I think it was four wickets in a couple of overs, Bangladesh still made a pretty good fight of it. Nurul Hassan was amazing at the end, Ben, to make it as close as it was. And it could have actually gone. Bangladesh still nearly won it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like Even as all there was all this sort of like shuntering and unhappiness going on, there was like a good, really exciting game of cricket unfolding uh and as you say, and it, it really did swing to and throw i mean what you had uh when that run out happens you think right that's it you are done and then actually you kind of look at the equation just after that you think well if you'd offered them before the game needing less than tens from the last six or seven with nine wickers in hand they would definitely have taken that they would think they're well in the game more than they would expect to be at that stage against india then yeah you had a uh, you kind of had this sort of thing where you know they would be an over with like a six or a couple of boundaries and then a wicket uh and then yeah nurul hassan was was brilliant and just just for a second when you connect with that last ball I thought it was going for six then you saw it, it didn't it didn't quite have the legs um and Arshdeep Singh was was brilliant again as well I guess if you if you're going through that that bowling card that's the over that, that turns the game isn't it the 12th over where he concedes to get Shaqib and a FIFO uh, and that what takes the run rate from under ten and a half to twelve and a half, uh, yeah. and that really from then on Bangladesh are really up against it, and they they did fight really well, um, yeah. And it's I mean you really really feel for them, but that it was it was a brilliant finish. If you just forget the uh, the sort of controversy before I suppose.
0: And it's just been a brilliant World Cup in general. Um, we were talking about it earlier today. Possibly the best men's World Cup. Obviously the women's World Cup earlier this year was brilliant. But this is comparably exciting with loads of different storylines of interest, upsets, and yeah, it's basically got it all.
1: Yeah, and comparing it to the Women's World Cup, um, I guess there's no dominant team. I suppose South Africa are uh, yet to lose a game, and they have just about looked the strongest. But you know, England and India both also very good as well. So there's been that that competition across the board. Um, yeah, the only thing that has that you'd say would threaten that title would just be the rain, basically. Like, um, can it be the best World Cup ever when you have a team like Afghanistan, who before it were being tipped as dark horses and are basically out, having played only 40 overs of cricket because of two washouts before they play their their fourth game? That's a tricky one to say, I guess. But it has been the, the cricket that has been played has been has been brilliant, and there have been yet yeah, very very few one-sided sort of uh, thrashings.
0: In the other game of the day, Netherlands got their first win of the Super 12s beating Zimbabwe. Ben, Netherlands were tipped to pull the odd upset off at the last World Cup, but were, were really quite bad, actually. But here, they've shown that their pace attack is really good. Fred Glassen, Paul van Miekeren, Brandon Glover, Logan van Beek, Baz de Lieder. It's a very handy pace attack, and that caused Zimbabwe, Zikander Raza aside, a lot of problems today.
1: Yeah, and they basically had the game almost sewn up with inside like, the first six overs. I mean, at the end of that, Zimbabwe were 20 for three. And I think 11 of those runs, five of them had come from wides from Van Mikren's first porch to the loosener, and another was an edge boundary. So they were on it right from ball one, and they just, like, Zimbabwe didn't really have an answer. Obviously, yeah, Raza did play well to get them up, sort of setting near a runner ball, but Netherlands sort of saw out in the chase fairly comfortably but yeah that that is a really really good uh pace tech that they've got and it's good they've had sort of that statement performance to show and to go home and uh and they still have sort of uh, an outside hint a chance of automatic qualification the next time round. i mean they'd, they'd have to win their last game which is against uh south africa which is a big ask but if they do that and uh and then the other game, and then Bangladesh beat they need Bangladesh Pakistan as well. But those, those things happening are not impossible from what we've seen so far in this tournament. If those happen, and obviously India beats Zimbabwe, then that's it. They're, they've got their booked match qualification, which would be quite a story, but they've deservedly given themselves a chance of that today.
2: Ireland and Scotland will like that.
0: Yes. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah. so a bit of context there, that's because of a limit on the number of European places through qualification for the next World Cup. So if one of these teams qualifies automatically, by by finishing the top four in their group that means there's an additional place for a european side the next world cup just kind of on you know netherlands zimbabwe afghanistan ireland i almost think that because of how competitive they all are even if they have a really good tournament it's really difficult for those teams to get to a semi-finals because you know ireland beat england or zimbabwe beat pakistan but it's not as if that they can just you can just like okay they'll beat them they'll beat netherlands and they'll beat Bangladesh. that that level is just so competitive at the moment that it's actually really, really hard for a side outside the top six, really, to put on the board the kind of results that you need to qualify, three or four wins in the Super 12s, basically.
1: Yeah, you're, you're, you're bang on. And Ireland, I guess, will also... they I mean, to take, to take them as a, as an example, they'll be brewing that Afghanistan washout just as much as Afghanistan will be. I mean, in Australian conditions, given they've beaten 3-2 in the summer in Ireland and given that they were coming off the back of that England when they'd have really fancied themselves to get a result there and then also be annoyed at the Sri Lanka defeat as well where they kind of didn't really turn up as we'd seen through the back end of the first round it was almost as if they kind of they had that high of getting to the super 12s and then that first game came around almost quite quickly and it was like it was oh we now we actually we have to go again here we, we, we've achieved our aim but that means we have five more games to play and it almost came on quickly for them but yeah it's it's i i, I see what you mean but it, it does make it just interesting because you then know that any of those teams can upset the teams that are gunning for a semi-final place and you know we had a you base ready to go uh had Bangladesh won this game and then if that had happened you'd have had Bangladesh well in it pakistan well in it safka basically through but india really fighting for their lives and that going into the last four games of a of a group shows how healthy the competition is across all the teams i guess
0: anyway that's all we have time for today cheers ben cheers abhishek we'll be back tomorrow for pakistan south africa
2: sports social podcast network